Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Agriculture is Saskatchewan. And 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Seedmasters Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, Farm Credit Canada releases a report showing major opportunities to expand farm and food trade. The Great Growers of Canada release a video on the challenges of operating a grain farm aimed at policymakers. Real Agriculture looks at TELUS and a new move into farming technology. Yorkton's Exhibition Association launches an online cattle sale. And we have an update on feeder cattle prices during the past week. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the... This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-624-2378. Regina-based Farm Credit Canada has released a report showing major opportunities to expand Canadian farm and food trade. Chief Agricultural Economist J.P. Gervais says the export pace for Canadian farm exports has been steady this year despite the coronavirus. He says there are big opportunities in China and Europe to export more Canadian canola oil as well as prepared beef and pork. So I do think that when it comes to beef, Asia is uh, a place that we have tons of potential. If you look at our market share overall, and that the the importance that we have in the beef sector, the growth that is possible, I do think I'm looking at Asia as the number one opportunity, whether it's part of the CPTPP uh, partners that we have or other countries in Asia as well that we're not currently, or we don't currently have a trade deal. When it comes to pork, I think really a big opportunity is in Europe. So we know what the challenges are in Europe. That's been well documented. We need to break down some barriers. We need to make sure that they recognize some of the uh, inspection and safety regulations that we have here in Canada and then make it equivalent to that that they have in their countries. And if we can do that, I do think that there's going to be some opportunities. And when it comes to canola oil, I think there will be opportunities in the U.S. to some extent. But there's a really bigger demand for canola oil, and it's showing up a little bit everywhere. Right, so it's going to be a little bit more into Europe. We're just getting started to export some, you know, small volumes, but nevertheless, I mean, our canola is being processed over there, but, you know, the export canola oil, I mean, we're starting to see a little bit of movement there. Uh, I do think that's an avenue to pursue, you know, some more in Asia. So it's a little bit of everywhere when it comes to canola oil. How much is the potential for growth for those three commodities in those markets? 
Well, I do think that, you know, we have to, uh, canola is huge, uh, you know, when you sum it all together across all the different export destinations that we have, I have no doubt that the demand for healthy vegetable oil and canola oil is going to be strong moving forward, pork and beef. I mean, a lot of it depends on this gap currently that we have, because currently the demand is super strong, very strong, but it's also functioning of the gap that we have between demand and supply when it, when it comes to China. And how fast China can rebuild their, their, their hog herd and, and how fast they can bring pork to their domestic consumers is going to say a whole lot about where those opportunities are, are, are showing up to China and it's, you know, how much growth there is. But I do think that for the foreseeable future, we do have a quite a bit of an opportunity to grow our export to both beef and pork. Gervais says Canada has a great opportunity to export food products because of safety and quality for us, you know, as a large food producer to be, and then I know consumers in Canada want more local, but I would say that there's a huge opportunity for us as an exporter in this world where uh, a lot of food importers are not food secure. And we have an opportunity, I believe, to say, hey, here we are, Canada, still limitation when it comes to quality and safety and stability, which is a big deal given everything that has been going on for the last two or four years in, in world markets. We have all of that to offer to all of these importers that have perhaps some questions around their own food security. So I think there's a huge opportunity for us in 2021 and beyond to say, hey, we can be a leading supplier of food so that, you know, we're going to address the food safety concerns of the world. We're going to be a really big part of the solution in bringing up the food security in the world. And I, I do think that, that that's, a, that's an opportunity. Um, you know, don't want to downplay the fact that supply chains are going to be more localized uh, in the future. I think consumers definitely want it and want some of it, but I do think there still remains an opportunity for us in the rest of 2020 and into 2021. J.P. Gervais is the Chief Agricultural Economist at Farm Credit Canada. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford Equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. The Green Growers of Canada has released a short video targeted at legislators to bring attention to challenges facing Canadian grain farmers. Grain Growers Executive Director Aaron Gowerluck says the short film is designed to educate policymakers about the business of a modern grain farm. The purpose of the new video is to educate policymakers on what it takes to run a modern grain farm in Canada. And tell me a little bit about the content, just what's in, the, in it. Sure. We have featured eight farmers from across the country, from Alberta to Prince Edward Island, talking about what it takes to get a crop in the ground, what it takes to nurture and protect that crop over the summer months, and then what goes into a harvest. That's why it's called Harvest Across Canada. And as part of that harvest piece, we talk about some of the challenges currently facing Canadian farmers, like market access issues in key jurisdictions around the world. Who is this targeted towards? It's targeted largely towards policymakers, so members of parliament, senators, government officials, 
you know, we'd like to tell them to have to tell them the story face to face. And very often we've had the opportunity over the years to do that. But given the current pandemic, we're at a bit of a disadvantage in that it's difficult now to bring farmers from across the country to the nation's capital to have these conversations. So the purpose of the video is to provide that that interface, if you will, between Canadian farmers and government officials virtually. But, you know, the conversation is so important because as policymakers, you know, only what is it, 2% of Canadians now have a direct connection to the farm. So when you consider that 98% of Canadians don't understand how a modern grain farm operates, these are the folks that we rely on to develop policy, agriculture policy. And so we're of the view that they're better positioned to develop agriculture policy when they have a good understanding of the impact that that policy will have at the farm level. And that's what the video is intended to do. It's intended to give them a sense of the impact of some of the policy decisions that they make have on Canadian farms. And what are some of the goals here? Are you looking to improve business risk programs, some uh, end of carbon tax on a lot of farm usage? Just what's the goal here? Well, the goal here is in the video, there are three pillars or three areas in which we talk about some of our priorities. You know, we talk about priorities in and around innovation, sustainability, and of course, international trade, because the farmers that we represent, about 80% of what they grow goes to international markets. This is all in support of this week's Grain Week. We have farmers from across the country meeting with government officials this week for our 2020 post-harvest Grain Week. And we've identified priorities under these three pillars because we believe this is what we need as a sector. We need to be working with our government partners on issues related to trade, sustainability, and innovation to position Canadian agriculture as a driver of the post-pandemic economic recovery. We know the situation that Canada is in currently. We know that our sector has tremendous growth potential. When we work with our government partners to provide us with the tools we need to position this sector to reach its full growth potential, we can be a key driver in the economic recovery. So when is this available? If someone wants to see it, where can they see it? They should visit Grain Growers' YouTube channel. When you search Grain Growers' YouTube channel, you'll find the video there. How long is the video and has it been released? It has been released. It's 20 minutes in length. It's a little on the longer side, but when you consider we had about 12 hours of footage that we were working through with the interviews that we conducted across the country, I think in that 20 minutes you'll find it provides a good snapshot of the challenges facing Canadian farmers. Did you talk to a Saskatchewan farmer at all? We sure did. Yes, we talked to two farmers in Saskatchewan. We talked to Paul Thorogood and we talked to Sherilyn Nagel. Can you reveal the cost of this video? What did it cost you to produce? We had a partner in the video. CropLife Canada was a partner of ours. And so, yeah, it's a significant expense to send a crew across the country. But I think the nice thing about having a a video like this that provides evergreen content. So a lot of these messages, you know, we'll be talking about in the months and years to come. These are policy priorities. These are long-term policy priorities for Canadian farmers. And we we really appreciate the support from CropLife Canada on this initiative. Erin Gowerluck is the Executive Director of Grain Growers of Canada. 620 CKRM on location. $100 could get you a brand new truck. How does that sound? Pretty good, huh? That's one of the grand prize options here in the Leroy Leisure Lotto. Good afternoon. I'm Cody Clyden. The 2020 F-150 4x4 Super Crew could be yours. Or you can take the uh, brand new Ram or the brand new GMC Sierra. Then your choice of campers. Then your choice of recreation vehicles. Do you want the Sea-Doo's? Or do you want the Polaris ATVs? Or $130,000 in cash. Boy, that would really help out 
with Christmas shopping, wouldn't it? There are no early birds, folks. This is it. All the draws happening on Saturday. The deadline, 8 o'clock Friday night, 34 cash draws, 17 draws of $500 each, 17 draws of $1,000. You also have a shot at winning a hot tub or a staycation. $8,000 could be yours, maybe $7,000. And ask about the 50-50 add-on as well. Last year's jackpot, $46,100. But we need your phone calls on the lunch hour right now. Get your friends together. Throw in some money. One ticket, $100. Three for $250. And 1-866-925-3769. Yeah, Leroy. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. I am joined right now by Chris Terrace. He's the VP of Global Strategy with TELUS. Big, well, I'm going to say a big announcement in terms of what TELUS is doing in the area of agriculture. This is really now putting a flag in the, the area of agriculture. Yeah, thanks. I, I think so as well. I think, um, you know, we've made a pretty aggressive foray into agriculture and I would say food as well, um, Sean. So why agriculture? Like, you know, T- TELUS is doing a lot of different things in obviously telecom and internet and TV, but but why agriculture? Yeah, I think there's probably two parts to that. Um, one, you know, we are a social purpose driven organization, right? So we believe that business can and should have a social purpose. And I think um, that's why we're making a commitment to empower the food industry and food system, um, you know, leveraging our technology for trust efficiencies and uh, drive economic growth and better food outcomes. You know, we, we are a telecom. I think in Canada, we're traditionally looked at as, as a telecom, but we obviously made uh, a foray into uh, health, healthcare. If you look at agriculture and food and where it is today is, you know, maybe where health was uh, 12, 15 years ago, uh, it's an industry right on the cusp of digitization uh, and connection. So br- break down these new acquisitions for us. Yeah, sure. Okay, so we've made, uh, we've made eight um, that we think are uh, pretty key. And uh, we, we look at the industry in terms of really three verticals that we're serving. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of talk to the acquisition from that perspective. But um, the first would be agribusiness. And that's, you know, where you're going to have input manufacturers, ag retail institutions and organizations. Um, you'd have probably banking and insurance in that space as well. Um, and in that instance, we've made a couple of acquisitions. I think the one that's most obvious is uh, a company called TKXS. So they're based in North Carolina. Um, they do custom data and program management for ag retail and input manufacturers. Um, another company that sits in that space is uh a group called Ag Integrated. So they're based out of State College, Pennsylvania. And what they really focus on is API integration uh, across the industry. And the third, and I, I think this one, you know, probably fits both in agribusiness as well as primary production or farm and ranch uh, would be Agrian. So Agrian is uh, California based 
And uh, I think probably a lot of people are familiar with them, but that's really a unified management platform for precision agronomy, uh, sustainability, um, input compliance, uh, and analytics uh, right now. Then if you kind of move a little bit further down the value chain and move into uh, farm and ranch is what we call it, but I would say it's really solutions around primary production. Uh, Agrian sits in that space, uh, as does Decisive Farming which is an Alberta-based company um, that really focuses on uh, precision agronomy, agronomy pardon me, and uh, farm management, as well as uh, a really simple little company called Farm in Hand. Um, they're based uh, predominantly in, in Vancouver. Uh, they got some people in Winnipeg as well, but that's really simplified farm management software. And then if you move a little bit further downstream, uh, and I, you know, I talked about this being around the whole ecosystem from an agriculture standpoint, uh, farm to fork, if you will. Uh, we've got a company called Muddy Boots. So Muddy Boots is based in uh, Ross on Wye uh, in the UK, and they really do farm to food traceability and supply chain management. So they focus on not only supporting agronomists uh, from an on production standpoint, but also working with um, companies that are interested in food quality, food uh, safety, food authenticity um, further downstream, I would say. And then finally, um, our, our latest acquisition, which is, you know, one that we're really excited about is uh, AFS Technologies. So this is a, a Florida-based company uh, that really does a couple of different things, but they're really focused on supply chain management and sales and distribution execution for CPGs. And you can start to see when you look at all of the different organizations that we've put together, we're, we're pulling together um, support for agribusiness, um, for primary production, and then finally, right through to food, including CPGs, in terms of the ecosystem that we're building at TELUS. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather, mainly cloudy sky, 30% chance of light snow early this afternoon, wind southeast 40 gusting to 60, a high minus 1, overnight temperature steady near minus 2, wind chill near minus 10. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, wind west 30, the high plus 5 tomorrow, the low minus 7. Thursday, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries, the high minus 3, the low minus 12. Friday, partly cloudy, the high minus 5, the low minus 9. Saturday, sunny, the high minus 2, the low minus 10. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 0, the low minus 7. Monday, partly cloudy, the high near minus 2. Normal high... For this date, minus 2, the normal low, minus 13. The sun rose at 8.17 this morning. It sets at 5.10 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek at plus 5 right now. The cold spot, Stony Rapids at minus 16. Estevan is minus 3. Saskatoon, minus 7. Swift Current, minus 1. Weyburn, minus 3. Yorkton is minus 8. There's mist in Regina at minus 4, that's 25 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-southeast, 38, gusting to 48. Humidity, 96%. The barometer dropping, 102.2. Fog in Moose Jaw, minus 4. Winds are from the southeast at 35. Once again, Regina, mist in minus 4, that's 25 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. 
You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Yorkton Exhibition Association has come up with a creative way to fundraise after this month's Harvest Showdown was cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Director Brett Callan says they're holding a fall female cattle sale and they can now be seen online. Yeah, everything's up online on the Yorkton Auction Centre app there or, or on, on their website as well. So there's there's 48 head for sale. Uh, they're in groups of three, fours and fives. Uh, from I believe there's 11 different consigners, so it's uh, it's uh, a nice nice variety of of heifers available. That's for sure. Gallon is happy with the number of entries. Yeah, you know, for for the first year doing it online like this, um, we're happy with what we got. That's for sure. It would actually be pretty darn close to what we would have for our live sale that we have uh, actually at at Harvest Showdown. So I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with what we got. That's for sure. Gallon explains more details on the sale. Yeah, so bidding opens on Wednesday. I believe it's at 9 o'clock. Uh, don't hold me to that actual time. Um, this Wednesday, the 18th, and then it runs for a complete week. So it's going to run till the 25th, and, and all the guy needs to do is just log into the Yorkton Auction Centre there and, and set up an account if you don't. It doesn't take much to set up. And then you just go ahead and bid. You'll just... Just uh, kind of watch the prices go up there and, and bid as you see fit. So, With the cancellation of Harvest Showdown in Yorkton, he says this sale seems like a great way to fill the void. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's filling the void as best we can. I mean, uh, obviously the Yorkton Exhibition, we're, we're dependent on large crowds and big numbers to make our money throughout the year, and, and we haven't been able to do any of that. So this is just a little way to, to maybe have just something uh, that, that we would normally do this time of year. I know there's a, a lot of people that uh, look forward to this sale every fall to to come in and, and pick up some some bred heifers and and add to their herd. So this is just a way that we can do it. I mean, a lot of the consigners that have consigned are are people that are there year after year supporting us at the show. So that's good to see that they jumped on board. And and there's also also a lot of people that have have never supported the exhibition through through the sale and and they've got heifers in there too and and i mean looking at at what's for sale i mean uh, there's everything from tans to blacks to reds and and everything from january all the way to may calving so there's something that's going to fit into to anybody's program to be honest with you so it's it, it's good to see that we got the support that we did the yorkton exhibition association's female fall cattle sale will begin online at 9 a.m wednesday morning that's tomorrow morning it continues for a full week Today. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were on the upswing this past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says this is the second week in a row for rising feeder cattle prices. 
Well, Jim, it's good news again this past week. We're continuing to see some positive movement in the cash market. And so when we look at cedar steer prices, they were higher again across all the reported weight categories last week. And the largest price increase occurred in the 400 to 500 pound weight category. That category increased $4.05 per hundred weight to end the week at an average price of $239 per hundred weight. And then we go to look at the other end of the smallest increase that was seen in the 800 to 900 pound weight category, increasing 18 cents per hundred weight. And it settled at an average price of $177.75 per hundred weight. And then we look kind of somewhere in the middle, we've got the 600 to 700 pound weight category ended the week at an average price of $190.65 per hundred weight. When, when we look across all the steer prices that last week, um, the average price was $204.82 per hundred weight in Saskatchewan. And then if we want to go and look at the cedar heifer prices, they also saw increases across all the weight categories. The largest increase was seen in the 800 plus pound weight category, and that category increased kind of a pretty big $7.71 per hundred weight to end the week at an average price of $163.59 per hundred weight. And then we kind of go somewhere in the middle here again, the 500 to 600 pound weight category ended the week at an average price of $180.55 per hundred weight, while the 600 to 700 pound heifer weight category ended at an average price of $170.75 per hundred weight. And we take the weekly average across all those report weight categories for heifers, it was $181.85 per hundred weight. So what are the factors pushing up the feeder cattle prices? Well, we've got uh, the the live cattle futures market was up again. Um, they were the prices this past week were a little bit less than what we saw for the previous week ending November sixth. And so, like I said, the live cattle futures market trended upward, but the feeder feeder cattle futures market was mixed last week. And I think that part of that is we're still seeing some pressure from rising feed costs. Um, both barley and corn were up again this past week. What were marketings? Well, we had a, had a lower week again with marketing. So Canfax reported a total of 30,068 head of cattle were sold to Saskatchewan last week. And that's down from 47,468 head the previous week. And again, less than the 45,305 that were headed, head that were marketed, sorry, during the same week in 2019. What happened with market ready cattle prices? Okay, so we look at D1, D2 cows. We've got um, the price of those guys in Alberta was, was lower from the previous week. The price of D2 slaughter cows saw a decrease of $1.12 per hundred weight to average $68.21 per hundred weight. And then we move on to the D3 slaughter cows. They saw a decrease of $2.71 per hundred weight from the previous week, and they ended averaging $57.17 per hundred weight. And then we look, go on to fed steers. Unfortunately, they had there was two light of sales volumes for fed steers, and that, so that meant the average price of live steers in Alberta wasn't reported for last week. Natasha Wilkie is the Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist and compiles the weekly feeder cattle price summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. 
Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early morning trading. Canola gained 470 at 518.17. Number one red spring wheat fell 27 cents at 233.81. The rest unchanged. Durham 288.44. Feed barley 209.70. Flax 671.75. Lentils 615.50. Oats 201 dollars 53 cents. Yellow peas 319.39. And feed wheat 183.72. Minneapolis spring wheat December futures went down two cents at five. 52 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of November 17th. Our last regular sale was on November 11th. D1 and D2 cows sold from 65 cents to 75 cents. D3 cows sold from 55 cents to 65 cents. Good butcher bulls sold from 95 cents to $1.05. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on Monday. The market was up 3 to 4 cents. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $2.66 and sold up to $2.82. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.55 and sold up to $2.68. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.37 and sold up to $2.68. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.25 and sold up to $2.37. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.12 and sold up to $2.20. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.01 and sold up to $2.14. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.93 and sold up to $2.02. And 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.85 and sold up to $1.93. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 430 pound black steers at $2.68 a pound, two loads of 500 pound black steers at $2.33 a pound, two loads of 550 pound black steers at $2.17 a pound, two loads of 600 pound black steers at $2.00. At six cents a pound, a load of 650 pound exotic steers at $1.99 a pound, and a load of 700 pound exotic steers at $1.92 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest pork prices, $163.92 per CKG. That's both brand and moose jaw plants. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns and more. Build with confidence. Olympic-buildings.ca. The Saskatchewan government is recognizing this week as Innovation Week. The minister responsible for Innovation Saskatchewan, Jeremy Harrison, says innovation and technology are significant drivers in Saskatchewan's growing economy. He says advancing innovation and technology benefits forestry, manufacturing and agriculture, increasing productivity and exports. Over the past decade, significant investments have been made in public research and innovation, helping to attract world-class research. He says from the cutting-edge Vito-Intervac COVID-19 vaccine research to enhanced oil and gas recovery methods, innovations developed in Saskatchewan have shaped and will continue to shape the province and beyond. This week is Innovation Week across Canada with the theme Resilience Through Innovation. The annual event this year is going virtual due to the pandemic. 
The Saskatchewan Research Council is celebrating the 60th anniversary of its Pipe Flow Technology Centre in Saskatoon. The centre was set up in 1960 and offers mining and other resource developers an opportunity to study slurries and test industrial samples and processes in a controlled environment that mimics actual operating conditions. The data is analysed to improve field operations. Among the work, oil sand mixtures, mineral slurries and heavy crude oil mixtures. Gains in the financial sector helped Canada's main stock index creep higher in late morning trading while U.S. stock markets fell. The TSX composite index was up one point at 16,891. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 188 points at 29,761. The Canadian dollar traded at 76.33 cents U.S. compared with 76.42 cents on Monday. The December crude oil contract was down 34 cents at $41 per barrel. That's the Resource Report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good fun. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.